Welcome to episode 13 of the Prep Files podcast. You are joined by your hosts, Amy and Tyrone. Welcome back, everybody. We've had Christmas, we've had New Year's, and everyone is getting ready to settle back down into their routine. In today's episode, we're going to be going through a question that we got asked, and it's relating to the metabolism. What happens during prep and how do we build it up post-show? I know it's a question I get from a lot of my competitors is if my metabolism broken, can I fix it? So we're going to go through that question today. But before we get started, let's yeah, just hey, give everyone a welcome quick update back in to terms of where we are well, competing to in ourselves and also Just a quick update on where everybody is at for myself in particular personally. So I am 13 weeks out from my first show. Now, comfort brain starting to really kick in. This will be interesting to compare yes. the audio from the start from my to mood now. Over the last when you're 13 so, weeks out of show, it's starting I feel to like decline for me as well. So in particular, decline. but uh, my first show will be the A and B on April 20. So yeah, that's 14 weeks, 14, 17, 18 weeks out for myself. I've got three guys getting ready to go on the first ICN show, April 7, and then the Oceana. So the rookie show, April 7, and then the Oceana on the 13th and 14th. And then I've got another two of those guys doing the A and B on the 20th and then as well as myself. And then the NBA on the 12th is myself and one of my girls. And the same goes for the last ICN show of the season. So that's where we're at. Everybody's coming in really nice. Everyone's on schedule, catching back up after the Christmas period um, and recovery. Everyone had a diet break. Some die breaks went to plan. Some die breaks went out of plan, but everybody's back on track and everybody is within their schedule or timeline or maybe just a touch behind, which I'm not worried we're going to catch up on sort of things. Everyone's in the second half of their prep now, so I'm guessing the prep fields are starting to really hit those that are getting quite lean, especially if you are aiming to be ready a couple of weeks early. There's not really a lot of time before the season starts, so this is the time where, yeah, you might get a little bit moody, you know, things start to slow down a little bit, so um, especially after the Christmas period, I'm sure everyone's had a busy and wonderful yeah, Christmas. 100%. So it's and just where, getting back about into you, the Amy? swing of things, back into the routine update on and really just focusing on that stage goal. We have now. made some changes. We have. So you can probably hear from the sounds of my voice, I might have a little bit more energy in me. So I'm not competing in season A originally as we had planned, but I will be doing season B. I decided just to give myself a little bit more time and yeah, make the most of it. Because as I've said previously, my goal now isn't to get to stage because I've already done that. My goal is now to improve and to bring my best package. We decided that, you know, what season B is going to be the way to go. And so I'm still dieting now. I'm going through a bit of a pre-prep fat loss phase, hit a bit of a maintenance phase, and then I'll be ready to go for prep for season B. And in terms of competitors, I don't have any this season. I do have a few in the pipeline for season B and also next year being 2025. I know it might seem so far away, but 
if you're looking at competing, the sooner you can get a coach, the better, because I've had many competitors come to me and it's just too late for them to be able to compete that year as soon as they like. So yeah, a few in the pipeline, but for me, I'm just going to sit back and you've got a big, busy season. So I'll be on the sideline helping you out along the way. And, uh, and especially with your own comp, current comp prep being or judge, jury um, and execu- execution. Yeah, we're, we're certainly in for a fun time. So just double checking over all dotting the I's and crossing the T's that I've made out. But I know I was so looking forward to uh, seeing what our podcast quality was going to look like. In hindsight, it's a good thing that we're not dieting together because that could be a disaster. That's right. I'll just keep dosing up on my nootropics and pre-workouts to try and get through life. That's all right. I'll hold it together now and then you can hold it on the back end when I'm in for it. That's a little bit of an update on both of us and our competitors, but getting on to the question that we got asked. So I think to break it down, the best place to start is what is your metabolism and how is it affected when you are dieting? So going for a very simple breakdown of your metabolism is basically the rate at which your body turns food into energy. It's, it's the rate probably of the simplest way to describe over. it. You can go in all and I think on a deeper on a deeper level. That's that's basically what like like I think there is that. a misconception of it's just how fast you digest food. Everybody thinks metabolism is metabolism is this fancy, easy, not fancy. This correct, and I mean on a deeper level, your metabolism is governed and, and is controlled by fat you know, just your thyroid as you may get leaner and as your body fat drops and as your energy well as your as the amount of calories you take in these may start to slow down um but also things to remember as well and this is where the general misconception happens a lot is don't forget that the leaner you get and the less you weigh the less calories your body needs so, and this is where I think you and I have spoken before on the podcast is, um, and, uh, you know, we presented both of us at a, at a recent seminar, uh, Lee Result Boot Camps. I can get leaner on more calories than you can simply because I'm a bigger person. I weigh more and that's just the way that science goes. And that's the way the physiology goes. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Suck it up. Yes, you're going to have those individuals that get absolutely shredded on huge amounts of calories where whereby it's either genetics or most likely, it's generally because they actually move more, whether it be by via NEAT or training intensity. So you'll find that the people that have that higher metabolism, in quotes, you know, for obviously because we can't see that in air quotes, is going to be because they're, they're generally fidgeters. I see a lot of clients come through and they may be bigger humans yes but they work a nine to five job and they're sitting on their butt majority of the day so you would see this so many guys you go oh their metabolism must be super high they must be eating a lot of calories etc some yes especially if you've got like a physical job but i've got others that are nine to five workers and to be honest their calories aren't all that high and they actually struggle to get it in because well, they're sitting right. for a lot of the day they're you know, not sitting moving, on your ass for eight hours a day they get out for their workout for hours, and the majority of the day they're just sitting down amount of- uh, sitting and non-movement that you are doing doing during the day so which is obviously why we as we've spoken before where you know things like step targets 
it can be useful. And I, I have seen a couple of people on social media talk about how pointless step targets are and periodizing steps may be where I strongly disagree in the process of losing body fat because at the end of the day, if you don't give somebody a target, especially towards the back end of prep, the body's just going to get lazier because it is, it's not lazier, but it's its smarter at trying to conserve the most amount of energy possible because you are in an energy deprived state, whether that be either because your calories coming in are so little or because you are lean and the body doesn't want, necessarily want to be there. Remember, at the end of the day, you're fighting the body on a place that it doesn't want to go to. And as we've stated many, many times, you know, bodybuilding and competition prep is not healthy. It's not healthy and it's not me- you're not meant to stay there and be at the, how lean you are. So yes, your metabolism may slow down at the end of the day. I think it's important to say your metabolism can slow down and adapt, but it's not broken. A lot of people will come to us, not just comp prep, but just gen pop, my metabolism is broken. Now, your metabolism isn't broken, I promise you. Yes, it can have adapted, slowed down. There are side effects that can happen if you haven't been, you know, eating in a, in a right amount of food for an extended period of time. Of course, the body's going to start well, to it. And it's it's more of a down regulation to to of the speed of which your cell turns, your broken. body turns over um, the cell it regeneration. Can be fixed. And also, apart from that, you need to remember that you also get a downregulation in those leptin and ghrelin hormones, which are your hunger and your satiety hormones. So, but at the end of the day, in order to fix that and adapt, the biggest one as well is going to be when you've been low carb for so long, because carbohydrates do help with the uh, manufacturing of growth hormone, or if you have, if you are sleep deprived as well. So the less growth hormone you do have pumping through your system, or you are making the slower that cell regeneration is going to be, which therefore means metabolism is going to be at that down-regulated point because you're in a either an overly stressed state or you're in an energy-deprived state. I especially see it with a lot of females where they'll be like, I can't touch carbohydrate, I just eat protein and I eat salads and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, this is the caveat where... How many times have we said this before where people won't touch a potato, but they'll touch six champagnes with their salad, right? Chicken salad, six champagnes with that, please. And that obviously has, uh, you know, alcohol has a, has a separate effect on the way fat burns throughout the body and with the amount of calories you're eating at the same time. While you're dieting, I think you just, you're going to have to, be okay with the fact that yes, your metabolism is going to, is going to downregulate, whether you like it or not. Especially because you're losing body fat, you're losing weight. So where you started versus when you're finishing, chances are you're probably like ten to twenty kilos lighter at the end of your prep. So just in general, you're a smaller human in itself. So your body actually doesn't need as many calories to run day to day life. So do expect your I suppose your calorie maintenance target to downregulate as you go, but your body is going to naturally downregulate your metabolism purely because you haven't got enough food going in and your body needs to adapt to that. Your body can't run fully functional with that very small amount of food. And that's why comp prep is, as you said, 
are not a healthy thing to endure. And that's why you're only in that state for exactly a certain right. period of time. And a prime and example of that is shows over, as the goals to put the body fat on to really try and reset all the damage today, that has is been Is that done. when I first started my dieting, I was up around 90 kilos and my baseline was around that 3,600. By the time I finish and we end up at around that 78, 79 kilo mark, I'll be lucky to hit 3,000. And that's only if I am doing the same amount of activity, which which I will be, obviously because I've got step targets and cardio to hit. So, But at the same token, you need to remember that it's not only governed by step targets neat, but it's also governed by training intensity. And your training intensity may and probably will drop off a little bit as you're getting uh, towards the back end of prep just because you are tired and you're going to have to dig deep mentally and physically in order to keep that training intensity up. one of the hardest sessions in prep like you might not be physically moving as most amount of weight that you've ever lifted but they feel hard mentally physically everything's just cooked at that point so even though your training sessions we're saying that they're not going to be as effective or as good uh, doesn't mean they don't feel like that And you already had, you've had a couple of those days too. I you know you mentioned that, you know, oh, the last thing I can be bothered to do today is go and get on that hack squat and here you are repping out, you know, X amount of weight for X amount of reps. And it's like, hey, you know what? You just went there, you got it done, went through the motions. Might not have been the best training day, session so. you've ever had, but just as a general that, tip, end of the day, you got it done days, and you did what you needed to do. The approach that I like to do is, look, I'm not much of a warm-up guy when it comes in. I might do one or two sets. But on those days, you may need to take that time and do an extra one or two warm-up sets just to get yourself into it. And, you know, by the time you get to those top sets, you'll be like ready to go. Because at the end of the day, you know, we used that last Thursday as an example. When I was pretty much shit, shit all over, um, I still ended up progressively overloading either on reps or weights for the majority of that session, especially on the hack squat. But it just took me a little bit longer. Simple as that. And don't be surprised if your workouts start as an hour workout and then towards the end of prep, you end up taking, say, an hour and a half. It's natural. Your body's going to move slower. Yes, you want to try and stick to your rest times. Yes, you want to try and progressively increase that weight. But there are going to be days where you are just slogging in the gym. And if your session takes an extra 20 minutes or half an hour, you know what? So be it. Yeah. Think of and it that's as where hey, it, you it actually really probably expend a little between, bit more energy in the gym. Taking even though you were slower, minutes, you were there, you got minutes, it done. Three minutes and that's in between the main thing. your rest times. At the end of the day, you're looking to have the most intense. Uh, training session that you can in order to generate the most uh, the most effective results basically in order to preserve as much lean mass as possible because remember towards the back end it's all about preservation of lean mass and burning a body fat which you're burning a body fat is going to come from your calorie deficit not from the the training that you have the training you have is about muscle preservation So obviously we've just discussed what happens during prep. So yes, your metabolism down regulates. It's not broken. It just adapts. Coming into post-show. So we have done a podcast 
I think it's episode eight, um, recovery versus reverse diet. That gives you a good insight of the approaches we take post-show to really bring the body back to normality as quick as possible. But going into the post-show period now, because you are so lean, obviously with both um, ways of dieting out of a show, the goal is to put on body fat. Now, body fat is also going to help regulate those hunger signals as well as that metabolism and cell turnover. So you do need to put on a bit of body fat. Well, and that's it as well. The body to the, when you put on a bit of body fat, you put that a bit more weight on. You will also be able to warrant more, more calories. And that will, not only will you start moving a bit more, just from a natural perspective and your neat will increase, but you're, because of the amount of weight that you do put on, you will also increase your resting metabolic rate and your total daily expenditure. And I'm going to apologize now because my dog is absolutely whimpering next to me while we're recording he's not usually down here with me but he is today so if you hear a dog crying in the, in the background it's because he wants to go for a walk it's not actually he's the walk time is not till about eight o'clock at night so i don't know what he's complaining about he knows it's time time to get your steps up with your metabolism post-show of course, there are ways to go about it in terms of you are very susceptible to putting on a lot of body fat post-show because your body is essentially in that like I'm dying stage and in order to keep it alive, it's wanting body fat. So this is why we don't recommend intuitive eating, eat whatever the hell you want post-show. This is why it needs to be controlled with a coach ideally and, yes, putting on body fat but also doing it at a rate that is healthy. So you do want to be putting on, say, that 5 to 10%, very person-dependent um, in terms of how much body fat you put on post-show. But that's the biggest regulator of a lot of these effects like metabolism, hunger signals, all those dieting feels is a lot of it's regulated by body fat because at that point, as you said, your body is dying. It's essentially starving. So putting on body fat is essential. Now, even though you have finished your show, you're eating more calories, you're putting body fat on, don't expect to feel 100% better like one, two, three, four, even sometimes eight weeks post-show. Expect you've been dieting Which for say, is exactly six months. The reason why Expect the next the four to six months of recovery back to back seasons um, to not because feel it does take normal. so much time to recover from the stresses that you have put your body in. So remember at the same time, as much as everything has done regulated, you need it to upregulate at the same time. And that takes time. Things are not instant. You need to build your body, you need to build your calories up, you need to take more carbohydrates and fats on from what you were doing pre-show you want to do it at a level like you said where you're not intuitively eating but you're also not putting on too much body fat too fast but you want to put on that five to ten percent straight away but at the same time it also becomes a mental thing i mean i think this comes in a pre-prep phase where or that initial prep consultation you have with your coach where they tell you that like you need to put some body fat on i know for instance i i got one new competitor for season b this year who came in who's already extremely lean i'm like you need to put some body fat on before we even do anything like your goal now is to put body fat on so we can build some lean mass before we even think about dieting you down so and that goes for the same thing post-show you need that little bit of body fat i've got blank
you need that body fat to be able to regulate everything and then start to build lean tissue because at that point your body is not going to build muscle if it needs fat like it's the body's job is to survive it's not to look like a jacked human so we need to put on a little bit of body fat before the body can say okay i'm actually safe now and i can start doing other things that aren't as essential um coming out of post-show i even know Coming out of show, yes, your weight does jump up and obviously it's a conversation you have with your coach and that you should be aware of, you know, how much weight you should be gaining post-show. But remember those first couple of kilos, you're always going to look fluffy. You're always going to look worse. The body is really grabbing onto anything it can to survive at that point. So don't be disheartened if you do put those extra kilos on post-show like you're supposed to, but you don't look the way you think that you were going to look, let your body settle down, let your body regulate. And I guarantee you, if you put on X amount of kilos and then you sit there for a couple of weeks at the same weight, you actually start to look better. Why? Because the body isn't as inflamed. Now the body has settled down. It can metabolize your food. It can get back to, normality and sometimes like how you look and your weight post-show looks completely different at the same weight say six to eight weeks later I know myself I took I think I took photos post-show when I'd put on I think about four kilos and I was like oh this isn't looking good this looks like it looks like I've almost put on 10 kilos and then you know a couple of and, weeks uh, later I took photos again and I was like I'm the same weight but I look like a different weeks. human like my and body Amy has just not nowhere near where I could have now Amy's just going to finish off all those sentences and save the podcast over the next few weeks. But you're you're 100 correct, Amy. I've got you up and take you through. Well, this sort of concludes our first episode back of 2024. Sorry, it's taken us so long to get back into the swing of things, but it's been absolutely chaos, but we are back into it. We're back podcasting. So if you do have any questions, head over to our Instagram at the Prep Files Podcast. Leave us a question. We'll get through them in the upcoming episodes or even if there's a topic you'd like us you to discuss can find me or someone that you'd like Felino, us to get on. Um, you can find myself at Instagram. And you can find us both down at 381 Swan Street, Richmond at Enterprise Fitness, where we're both spending the majority of our days when we're not podcasting or training or dining. Talk to you soon, guys.